ladies. Welcome back to another episode of Shht Podcast. This week, we want to discuss our monthlies. So menstruating, periods, aunt flow, shark week. <laughs> <laughs> the topic was prompted by something I read on social media, but we felt like this is a really good opportunity to take a look at what is perceived normal or the myths around your period. There's a stigma around our periods and it's such a normal thing. Mm. So we want to talk about it today. Yeah, we want to get the conversation started because I feel a lot of people, a lot of women feel ashamed to talk about it because we... We, you've been taught since you were little, you, you don't talk about it. So I, we just want to get the conversation started, start sharing some stories and experiences and some facts. So yeah, that's, that's what we're doing today. So let me start off with what I read. And this is when I spoke to Ilona about this and we decided it would make a good topic. It was last week or earlier this week, someone posted on a Facebook group that her stepdaughter was visiting them and her period started while on this visit. Now, she wasn't really prepared to have this talk with her stepdaughter. She probably assumed, you know, the mother spoke to her about this. But when the period started, you know, she had to kind of step in and explain how, how it works, how to use a tampon, something about not being bare feet and wearing socks, and how, um, in general, this is a secret and no one should know. So she explained to her how to insert the tampons. She didn't have pads. So that's something she was really concerned about. So they just had a general discussion about this. So what triggered me was the fact that in the comments, everyone was freaking out about giving an 11-year-old girl tampons. And they were all saying, you know, go to the pharmacy, do whatever. And we're on lockdown. So I mean, people were really freaking out and saying, you know, go buy pads, go buy pads. The thing that stood out to me was the fact that she told this girl that it's a secret. And to me, that means, you know, a secret is something that you have to hide from people, which is, you know, basically it means that it is something to be ashamed of. And I didn't feel like the tampon was the biggest issue. I felt the fact that she, like my mother, like most of our mothers and sisters and aunts who ever taught us about our periods, kind of made it into the shameful thing where we were too scared to really talk about it, to get into detail about it. And a lot of you, and if you can relate, let us know, but a lot of you had to deal with your periods as teens by kind of just figuring out on your own what to do and where to go and what's happening to your body. Yeah, that's true. I feel like a lot of us had to do like a trial and error by ourselves. You know, what works, what doesn't work? How does a pad work? How long can you use a pad for? How often do you have to change it? How to insert a tampon eventually? You know, I, all of that, I feel we, a lot of us had to figure that out by ourselves because who, who was going to tell us? Nobody wanted to talk about it. Nobody wanted to have that conversation because it's such a, awkward hush hush it's a secret conversation and it's sad it's such a scary thing to have to figure out for yourself as a young girl Mm. if no one wants to talk to you about and especially because it's something that's so natural you know why are we scared why is this a hush hush thing why do we have to be confused for the first three years of our periods because of something that is natural something that every Mm. woman goes through it doesn't make sense another thing that that bothers me about it being a secret and people not wanting to talk about it is how do you know if something is wrong you know like if no one wants to talk about it okay it's one thing to have to figure it out yourself you know all of a sudden you you get pms and you're moody and you don't know why and you have acne and you don't know why and you heard a story once that said, you you know, your period is once a month. So you expect it to be on the dot, you know, from the 15th until the 20th every month, but it's not, but that's not the worst part. I feel like 
yes, that's it, it's 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 a difficult thing to have to find out yourself. But if we keep it a secret, how do you know that what you are experiencing is normal and is healthy? You know, you you don't know. You you have nothing to compare it to because nobody wants to talk to you. So if you are bleeding, if you have like a very heavy flow and you have to replace a super absorbent like a the biggest tampon if you have to replace that like six times a day for you that's normal because you've just always done it but that's not right like there's something wrong if you have to do it that often with such a big tampon but if no one's talking about it how would you know that something's wrong you don't know Mm. or if you have lots of clots and you might be freaking out you might be like what is this what is happening am i am i dying is something wrong i mean it's it's normal it happens but you won't know you won't know and as we all know going on to google is not always the best option i mean it helps but sometimes it might not be as great <laughs> definitely not yeah that that's the biggest issue for me with keeping it a secret we we're taking away the opportunities to educate ourselves and our daughters about something that is natural, something that happens to a lot of women. I don't want to say all women, but it happens to mm. so many of us. And why are we, why are we not educating ourselves properly? Because I, I'm, I'm 27 now and I can tell you with honesty, I don't know everything about periods now. I don't know everything about what happens or what effects it has what okay I know what causes it but you know there's so much stuff Mm. that I don't know or that I very recently only figured out and read about somewhere you know and stuff comes up stuff comes up like maybe this month you know when your cycle was supposed to start you only had spotting for like two days and then a week later you know your period started or you know, you you had sex and you had spotting after that. So, I mean, there are so many things that pop up and you and you still, as an adult, you know, you're like, what happened? What did I do? What's wrong? So I agree that teaching our daughters and teaching the younger women that this is something to keep quiet about, that potentially puts them in danger. You know, knowledge mm-hmm. is power. And when we talk about it and we educate them, about periods, about what is normal, what is not normal. You know, we're we're empowering them. I agree. And I I feel the education surrounding periods is greatly lacking because, yes, in biology, you learn about, you know, how babies are made and you learn about the egg and the uterus, but you don't learn anything else. You don't Mm. learn anything else. You don't learn about PMS. You don't learn about your cycle. You don't learn about the risks of having sex on your period because you can still get pregnant. You don't know all of that. Nobody, nobody's talking about it. Nobody's telling you this. And as much as I'm all for like self-education, that just opens such a big window to miseducation. Is that a word? Like, <laughs> but you know, you, then you read stuff and maybe it's not from a good source and then you, what you learn is wrong Mm. and then you tell your daughter she should wear socks when she's on her period (laughs) i i'm gonna tell you like out of that whole thing you read on facebook that was like the weirdest thing for me because i was like why the fuck does she need to wear socks i don't i I don't understand that i never heard that i also (laughs) wondered about that but a lot of people explained it um apparently being bare feet or walking bare feet on cold floors increases your period pain. So if you're on your period and you wear socks, then you lower the chance of, I think it's an old wives thing. I mean, I'm almost always bare feet and it hasn't affected my pains or cramps in any way. Yeah. I have to say, cause I, I'm quite a, a mixed bag so I do walk bare feet but not that often and every month for at least two days I feel like I am dying so maybe now I'll wear socks 
and see if it makes a difference. <laughs> yeah, do the experiment and see. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll post my results soon. <laughs> One of the yeah, things that was, that, that was the weirdest thing for me. It is weird. That was, that was really weird. <laughs> so, yeah, ladies, if you wanted to clarify on that, there we go. But one of the things I picked up from that thread as well is that a lot of people were concerned about the age of the girls. So like I said, she's 11. And that's typically, that's within the normal age range. So I think I started my period at about 12 or 13. The The normal range is 12 to 14 with, um, you know, 11 kind of going to 15. That's still okay. They highly recommend that if you haven't started your period at the age of 15 or, you know, later than 15, uh, that could potentially indicate a problem. And I think with, with all the hormone-induced food that we consume, girls are just getting periods at younger ages. Not necessarily a bad thing. I don't think there's been any studies about, well, I mean, obviously the hormones and food isn't good, but I don't think it's bad when your period starts. I think it's something to worry about when it doesn't start. I never knew that it's a problem when it starts too late. Because mm. I, I mean, some women never get their periods, but like that, that's something I don't know. I don't know. Like there's a cutoff age. I think I was about 12 or 13 as well. So, I mean, mm. there's nothing to worry about for me. Mm. But if you don't know, then you could be like 16 and not have your period and you're like, well, I guess this is fine. I don't know. Is it fine? Who knows? (laughs) We're not talking about it, so how would you know? So like I said, I started my period when I was 12 or 13-ish, and just like many other girls, you know, no one talked to me or taught me about periods. Like I had to wait until I had my period, and then I freaked out and kept it quiet for like two months because I was, I was scared. I was like, I, well, am I doing something wrong? Like, what is happening? Like, what? But I didn't want to tell anyone because it's, it's weird. So for like two or three months, I kept it quiet. And then eventually I was like, no, this is, this can't be right. So I actually went to our mom and I was like, uh, I, I started bleeding. Am I dying? Like, what, what's happening? I don't know what's going on. And she told me to ask our older sister, oldest sister, um, to explain it to me. And yeah, that was it. Like that was, that was, that was it. That was her advice. That is what I got from my mom. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll, I'll ask our older sister. And I did. And she was like, oh yeah, you know, pads and tampons and this happens every month welcome to womanhood you know it was it was so brushed off almost because nobody wanted to talk about it so even though I now knew that you know there's stuff you can use when you are on your period I still didn't know how to use it I don't know how to use a pad I don't know what is a tampon it looks a bit Ooh, yeah, that looks naughty, you know, it, it's weird. And nobody's telling you how to use it. Nobody's telling you when to change it. Nobody's telling you anything about it. It was just like, here it is. You know, how do you buy it? I was 13. How do I, do I ask my mother to buy me pads? And if that is what I have to ask her, you know, what kind of pads? Because there's so many, like, how am I supposed to know? What works for me? I don't know. This is this is my third period. And now I have to worry about pads. And it's overwhelming. And it's scary. And it's confusing. And I struggled with my period for a long time. Because I kind of just try to brush it off. You know, that five to seven days of my period, I kind of just, I was like, you know, let's just get this over with. We'll pretend it, it doesn't exist. This is not happening. You know, no one should know under any circumstance and it was terrible it, it's terrible to go through that and be terrified of someone finding out or you know having a little accident because you're not using the right pad so it's terrifying and it is it's really scary and I don't know it, it wasn't great and even now like with with the like being ashamed 
and everything. Up until like three or four years ago, I felt embarrassed to walk into a shop and buy the pack of tampons. Like I would be mortified standing in the queue but to buy a pack of tampons. So I'd always buy tampons and maybe cotton pads and a chocolate and you know a bag of chips and then everything would I'd place everything on top of my tampon so that no one would suspect because no one must know you know if they see the tampon they're gonna know that I'm having my period and oh no they can't you know they can't know and that was it was literally up until like three or four years ago that I was very self-conscious about just going in and buying a pack of tampons like it was something I don't uh, like the thought of it I, I can't I, I I just I hated doing it and it was because I thought it was a shameful thing I didn't want people to know that I'm having my my, my monthlies you know that's so stupid but I know I know a lot of women still do it a lot of women are still uncomfortable I have friends that hate buying tampons they will always buy two or three other items so that they can kind of hide it because god forbid someone knows that they are having their period i used to be like that as well i would always make sure even if i had tampons at home i would buy a pack when i do grocery shopping so you know you have a whole mm. trolley full of stuff and you can just kind of slip it in slip there it in. yeah so, and it also kind of meant you know she's it's it's a general monthly shopping spree, so she's yeah. she could be on her period, but most likely mm. it, it, she's not. So I used to be like that as well, and it, it's so silly. Like you say, it's it's mm. nothing to be ashamed of, and a lot of us still are. And that, that's the thing. So that that's that kind of my period experience. You know, it's very very hush hush. Very try and pretend it doesn't. It's it's not happening. Be scared to wear dresses and to sit at school for too long. You know, mm. that it, it was terrible and scary. And instead of trying to educate myself, I kind of pretended that it didn't exist. So mm. I really only got a proper education. And when I say proper, I mean a Googled education about what is happening to my body, you know how does a cycle work how does ovulation work I only learned about that maybe four years ago you know when I decided to go and do proper research about it so that's my story since we have the same parents obviously um my story is very similar to that um I also started at around 12 13 and it like you said it wasn't something that was discussed in in our house you know I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but the biggest impact it has is, I mean, you're a teenager, you're dealing with so much, you know, you're dealing with pimples, you're dealing with peer pressure, friends, and, you know, the whole world is on your shoulders when you're a teenager, and now you have to deal with a period, and like you said, it's something, because it's so brushed off in our in our household, and in many households, it's something you just pretend is not there. For seven days, five or seven days, as a teenager, you're still going to school. You're still dealing with your friends' problems. You're still dealing with schoolwork. Now you have to deal with this uncomfortable thing that you don't know how to deal with. So the whole day, you're uncomfortable. You know, you feel dirty. You feel, ugh, I don't know. I, I still, even today, I swear I can smell my period. And I know people say it's it's a mental thing. No one can smell your period. But I just feel it. Like, I, I hate going to any social engagement when I'm on my period because I, I feel so uncomfortable. Well, not mm. now. I, I guess I'm okay with it now. But especially as a teenager, that was the worst. And then stuff would happen, you know, birthday parties <laughs> later on, you know, as, as older teenagers. You would have, you know, you go out partying with your friends or you have a trip to like a, a theme park, mm. but then you're on your period and it's uncomfortable. You can't enjoy it. And I just feel, yeah, I, I feel that if we were educated on it properly, it would have taken away so much stress that we had. You know, mm. we had so much other shit that we had to deal with and 
periods shouldn't have been so difficult. I feel if I ever have a daughter, from the start, I would tell her to track her period. I mean, you get so many amazing apps. Mm -hmm. And if you track your period, you know exactly what's going on. So I get, um, my skin goes really bad, like four days before, you know, a week. Say, let's say a week to four days before my period starts. I didn't know that as a teenager. I thought I just had like really bad skin and I didn't know what's going on. <laughs> but now I know. So I know my period and I know when, when these things happen, when I get emotional, when my skin starts, you know, breaking out, I know I'm close to my cycle. Or when, you know, my vaginal discharge increases, I know I'm close to ovulating. You know, yeah. so not knowing these things, you feel dirty. You feel like there's something wrong with you. You feel confused. Like half mm -hmm. my young adult and teenage years, I was confused. I didn't know if I was like some gross person, but it's normal. You know, we all have mm -hmm. vaginal discharge. We all have bleeding. And the thing is, even with bleeding, you get different colors, you know? So yes, maybe one month I had like brownish blood and I was like, oh, you know, what's happening? My vagina's dying. It's not. <laughs> you know, and being educated now. And I think a lot of that started when I started tracking my period. So I knew yeah. at, you know, my cycle is like 21 days and at every stage of my cycle, this is what I can expect. So if I'm feeling really down and just like in a cry mood, I know it's because I'm in a certain stage of my cycle yeah. and also planning stuff. Like I'm one of those people oh, who yeah. really plan around my period. So if I can't help it, at least I know to be prepared for it. Because the worst thing is going to an event or going on a holiday and it's like a surprise visit, you know, hey, surprise. Mm. So tracking your period helps deal with that. You, you're better prepared for life when you know what to expect and when to expect it. Mm. That's true. I absolutely agree because I, I also started tracking my period but only a couple of years ago and it helps so much especially like you said with the planning it just it just helps and even your moods it, it helps to know what you're going through and that it's normal like I know that the, the period tracking app I use you can like log your daily symptoms and stuff so how how bad your flow is or how heavy your flow is and you know if you have any other symptoms like cramps and acne and then when you log your your day's symptoms or whatever, it says, oh, you and 68% of women have a heavy flow. And then they give you little facts about it. So that's what's really nice about the apps. Mm -hmm. They really educate you about things that you might not have known about mm -hmm. your period. So, I mean, if you have an app like that from the age of, 12 or 13 because most kids have phones by then anyway I mean, can you imagine how much different their lives will be if they have this information from a really young age mm. so they know that they're not the only one who has a heavy flow or they're not the only ones that feel constipated or exhausted before their period so mm. it, it's amazing it's less overwhelming they're less confused mm. they can get more done be you know, stress-free, not stress-free, because obviously mm -hmm. teenagers and people in general. So ladies, if you're like still not tracking your period, you should really start because it helps mm -hmm. a lot. I know the app that I use, it's called Flow, F-L-O. When you log your periods, you can also do the um, symptoms and stuff, but I don't normally do that. But when you log your period consistently, I think for like three day, uh, th three months or three cycles, they start giving you like informational stuff about where you are during your cycle. So if I am two weeks past menstruating and I open the app, they'll say, hey, are you feeling energized? Because normally by day 14 or whatever in your cycle, like 80% of women, they feel a burst of energy. You know, mm -hmm. so they give you a lot of facts, whatever stage of your cycle you're in. And then as you're approaching your period, it would say, you know, have you started cramping or have you started experiencing migraines, which it, it's nice. And I mean, by now we know. So, I mean, I know I, I get breakouts 
I know I don't get cramps, but I do get PMS. But mm. if this was me at the age of 12, 13, 14, 15, oh my goodness, what a big difference it would have made in my life. Definitely, because high school's already so overwhelming and scary and stressful. You, you, mm. Nobody needs that added pressure and added stress. It sucks. It really sucks. <laughs> To add to that, as nice as it would be to have had an app to track my period and to tell me what to expect, I think another big part that we are failing to educate girls about is the different kind of period products you get because mm. it really makes a difference. Like I, when I started my period, I started using pads and I hated it every moment of it I was so nervous it and I felt dirty I, to anyone to anyone who uses pads kudos <laughs> I don't know I, I I always felt dirty I, eventually when I I think I stole like some of your tampons or our <laughs> older sister tampons I stole it one day and I was like you know I'm gonna figure this thing out because clearly it's supposed to help mm. and I need to know how because I I can't with pads anymore. I can't. So I read like that little pamphlet that you get like 10 times. And I'm like, oh, what if, what if the string gets lost? What if the string breaks? What if, you know, what if terrifying. I put it in wrong? <laughs> exactly. So there's tampons and there's pads. I used tampons for a long time, like mm. up until a year ago, maybe. And then I learned, I think it was, did you tell me about it? But then I heard about like menstruation cups mm -hmm. and my, my life has been changed. Like I haven't bought tampons or pads or anything else in probably over a year or just under a year. And mm -hmm. I have never felt more comfortable with my period than I do now that I have my menstruation cup. Mm -hmm. It is cheaper in the long run, I mean, I bought mine for like 200 rand, which is nothing really compared to like tampons. That's like 50 rand a month. Mm. So, you know, it, 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 it's cheap and it's easy to clean and use. And I feel, I feel protected. You know, I don't, I, I'm not scared of having little slip ups because I know how to, how it, how it works. And if I knew that in high school. <laughs> How amazing would that have been? If I had learned how to use a tampon earlier, how amazing would that have been? I, I would never have had to stress about pads. I, even, I know something that's quite popular now as well, and I have no idea how it works. So maybe you can tell me if you know. But they have period panties now. Yeah. Which is all the rage, and I have no idea. I feel like it's a pad, but it looks like a panty, which... <laughs> Basically, I'm not digging. <laughs> it's it's basically really that it's like a super absorbent, um, leak-proof panty, and you get them in briefs, you know, like granny panties. Mm. But you also get them in like really sexy cuts and designs, and so you you get a really good range. Um, mm. They like it because it's um, environmentally friendly, and it's it's a bit more pricey, like you said, with the men menstrual cup, you paid like 200 rand and, you know, after like four months, it's basically paid for itself. You know, you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Where the, the panties are a bit more expensive and you can also use them, but not for such a long period. I think after mm. a while you have to throw them away or replace them. But the biggest thing about them is they are super absorbent and leak proof and all of that. But like a pad, you do actually have to change them. So you can't actually wear them the whole day. It depends on mm. your period. So I guess if you have a really light flow, you might be able to go six or eight hours with one. But the problem with those are if you're busy, like at work, you know, how do you change a, a whole panty? Like where do you even put it? Mm. So that's the biggest problem people have with it. And I like that you, they've been talking about the products because it's stuck in my head, the horror of a pad. Not only mm. do you feel dirty, not only is it uncomfortable,
But do you remember every time during break, you had to go to the toilet to replace it and nothing on earth can hide mm. that sound of you ripping yeah. it from your panty. Mm. So this <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> there is no discreet way to replace a pad. And it was mm. horrible. So I also, yeah. I used tampons for a really long time. And then I started uh, using the menstrual cup, which by the way, menstrual cups, um, you can't get toxic shock syndrome from, from them. So it's much safer to use. And talking about uh, TSS, I have a fun fact about that. So um, <laughs> it's nice to use. But then about two years ago, I got a copper IUD inserted. So it's a birth control thing. And um, you can't actually wear or use the menstrual cups when you have a UID in. They say it can, uh, you know, when you put it in, you have to pull it out. You can pull the string of the copper tea out. Oh. Yeah, so it, it's dangerous. Um, I have used mine, I won't lie, I've, a couple of months where I ran out of tampons. So mm. I did use mine and I was just very careful when I inserted it and pulled it out again. I don't think my um, IUD has moved. Is it UID or IUD? Mm. I think it's IUD. So that, but yeah, I, I also really love the the menstrual cups. It's comfortable to sleep mm. in. It holds a lot more blood. You can't get TSS from it. It's environmentally friendly. And like you said, it's it's expensive to buy it the first time. But after that, I mean, you save so much and you have mm. nothing that ends up in landfills. Yeah. Um, Fun fact about toxic shock syndrome that I believe, well, it's true, it does exist. And it's a very common with especially tampon use. But the myth or what I believed about it is because they say you have to change your tampon at least once every eight hours, right? Yeah. So um, I believed if it stays in too long or gets too soggy or, you know, the blood that accumulates, whatever, whatever, that's when you have a chance of doing that. But apparently it's, you should be used to, I used to use uh, like one size bigger tampon than my flow was so that, it, you know, absorb all the blood and I'd be mm. like clean and stuff. Mm. That is the problem with tampons. So your chances of contracting TSS is bigger when you use bigger size tampons. So you have to actually use either the correct size or a size smaller tampon to replace it more often. And apparently, if the tampon is too big, it dries out your um, your vagina. And mm. that is that is the problem with it. And that's why your chances of getting TSAs is a lot higher. So I knew about TSAs, but the pamphlet never explained that. It never said, you know, mm. don't use big tampons it just said change yeah. it regularly which i did mm. but i still used bigger ones because i felt more comfortable so don't mm. do that ladies yeah so that would have been fine for me because as long as i can remember i've had to use like super plus you know tampons i've always had a very heavy flow especially mm. the first three days mm. um like i know my period so well by now which is great because i'm at this age I should so like on, on the first day I get cramps like a mother you it is I, I feel like I'm dying for a whole day the cramps it's bad it's really bad and then the second day it's like it's like a waterfall it is heavy it is just non-stop it is just not great and then for like five days after that it's fine super chill super manageable no pain no overwhelming flow so it's just survive two days and then we're good then we're good always use big tampons so in that regard <laughs> i think i'm safe <laughs> I, I, my my flow is i only have the one day sometimes two days that i'm like i have a really heavy flow that i have to use the big ones but overall i can use the medium i think it's like the three three droplet ones so mm. I used to always buy, I still buy the mix pack. We have some big ones, some small ones. Mm. Because my period also, I don't get cramps. And mm. when I had the copper tea inserted, I actually understood your pain. So I've, I've 
I think during, you know, since I've had my period, I would get cramps, but it's like something that is manageable. It was never that bad. And I couldn't understand that people like, you know, how bad can it really be? And then I had the copper tea inserted and they said, well, it could, um, because this one works with copper, not hormones. So it, it very likely will increase your period and, you know, all this stuff. It did for like four, four to six months. My period was a crime scene. But <laughs> the cramps, oh my goodness. That was the only time in my life where I got cramps, where I couldn't walk, I couldn't sit, I couldn't lie down. So I finally, at the age of like, what, 29, I, <laughs> I understood what you felt. Yeah. But mine now, yeah. regularly after I had the copper tea inserted, it kind of went back to normal. And now I know I get PMS, I get breakouts. I don't get cramps, but normally I know like when my breakouts just kind of start to clear, that's when my period will start. Mm. So then it also, it's like very light and very friendly, like, Hey girl, I'm coming. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's gentle on me. So that's mm. my first day. Normally for that day, I would only wear like a panty liner or something like that. Cause I don't even need to insert mm. a tampon. The second day it's crime scene. What did you call it mm. earlier? Shark attack. It's horrible. It's yeah. like I, I have to change tampons. So off. It's, it's the worst day of my period. And if I could be at home mm. on that day, that that's the perfect, you know, so I normally plan mm. stuff. So I don't, that one day I can be at home. And then the rest of my period, like you said, it's just, I think it's three more days. So the two days after that, it's just gentle flow doing its thing. Normally I have a couple of really small clots during that time as mm. well. And then the last day is like a, bye, you know, very gentle, like, <laughs> nice seeing you. See you next month. See you in 21 days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mine, mine isn't like that. Mine's like the full seven days and it starts bad and it just, I guess I get PMS and I get the breakouts and I get emotional and I get sleepy and I have super cramps and I have super bleeding. And then it just kind of, it's like, Oh, a period can last from three days to seven days. Yeah. I got, I got the, the, the short straw. I have a full seven days usually. So I had a bit of everything and a little bit of all, all the great experiences that you can have from a period i have that every month so it's a great time you guys oh, that's it is, horrible it is amazing i think you got yeah. a lot of i think you got a lot of my senses because i really it's just the breakouts so and then emotions like i get really mm. bad pms but other than that everything's okay maybe if i'm having a bad period i have like two days of heavy flow and that's a bad mm. period for me the rest is just like so super chill like oh mm. we've got this so, yeah yeah I have, I have two days of like heavy flow but the first day is like cramps so bad that I don't even think about the amount of blood gushing out of my uterus I'm just like everything hurts mm. and then the second day that pain's gone and I'm like oh cool let's focus on this raging river down downstairs <laughs> And then for like three days after that, it's like a, a nice steady flow. And then it yeah. kind of just, just calms down mm. and then disappears. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact about flows. Now that we talk about heavy flow. So a lot of people don't know um, when it's considered like a heavy flow and when it's a mm. problem. On average, just a random fun fact, uh, they say you lose between six and what four and six tablespoons of blood on your period. Mm. But we can't really measure that because that's weird. They do say if you have to change a super tampon or a super absorbent pad more than tw- more than twice in an hour or m- mm. more than once per hour, something like that, yeah, that is when you should consult a doctor. So that is considered abnormal. But if your mm. flow is heavy and you, you can wear a super tampon or super pad for at least like two hours before you have to change, that is still okay. That is normal. Mm. Yeah. I have to add with this tablespoon thing, because 
with growing up, I well, I heard that you you don't actually bleed as much as you think. You only bleed about a tablespoon, and I I was freaking out about it because I was deaf. Like I said, I have a heavy flow since I can remember. So I was like, shit, you know, at what what is happening? Why am I bleeding so much? Because I use super tampons. Mm. Like from the start of my period, I need one of those. Mm. So I was like, it's hectic. And even when I got my menstrual cup, like that shit is more than one tablespoon. <laughs> like I change it like two or three times a day and it's like almost half full. Sometimes it's almost full. That's mm. a lot. That's not uh, that's not a tablespoon. So people, get your facts straight. <laughs> Don't stress us out. Ladies with okay. the heavy flows. Yeah. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, it, it comes back it's like a circle it comes back to if we just teach girls this you know either in yeah. a class at school either through parents who who you know who are willing to talk about it mm. so i mean you do read these stuff like a tablespoon and now you're stressed because teenage stuff and what product to use and you're losing way more than one tablespoon Mm. it's so stressful like we should just be talking about this and we should just be educating you know young girls and other women Mm. like there are still so many women I'm on these Facebook groups and sometimes I don't even know why and they have questions I mean they're between the ages 25 some are like over 30 like me and they still have questions about the periods so one had Mm. like um you know brown blood I don't know if it was at the start or end of her period. And she was like freaking out. Mm. But that's normal. So they say that's like old yeah. blood. It's normal. So yeah. knowing the color as well, the, the app I use, Flow, they actually have a whole chart on that. You know, if, if the color is bright red, it could potentially mean this. Or, you know, if it's a dark mm. red, it, it's healthy. If it's brownish, it's old blood. So it actually even explains the color of your blood. And it's mm. good to know. It's good to know when it's a problem. Yeah. And I, even I want to take it a step further with, with the app that I have. I use Eve. It's called Eve, E-V-E. Um, they also give you an option to, like, analyze your vaginal ju- discharge. So they mm. say, you know, if it is milky, it kind of means this. If it is this consistency, you know, you should probably – see a doctor or it's not normal or if it smells like this it is it could mean this you know so Mm. it's nice to know that as well Mm. um and I think that is why we that's partly why we started this podcast in the first place to talk about these taboo things but to to show people like all our listeners that it's literally this easy to talk about periods because I haven't blushed once since mm. I started talking to the idea. You know, it it doesn't have to be a shameful thing. You know I have a period. I know you have a period. We It happens. We're women. A lot of us have it. Not all of us. Some women don't have it for whatever reason. But most of us have it. And it's literally this easy to talk about it. And that is why I, I'm so happy that we get to talk about it because I feel like if we can start the conversation on it and show people how easy it can be to talk about it, maybe one of you listening now will be like, you know what, I this is the way I want to talk to my daughter about periods. Very casual, very factual, you know, just straight to the point, no hush hush just have a conversation about something that's natural. So have a natural, easy conversation about periods. I, I agree with that. And like Ilona said, the, the whole point of the podcast is to normalize topics like this. So it mm-hmm. shouldn't be a topic that we blush about. It shouldn't be a topic that is difficult to talk about. Like we had the sex episode as well. And mm-hmm. Talking about it openly, honestly, in a factual way, it doesn't need to be an uncomfortable topic. It doesn't need to be an mm. uncomfortable conversation. 
which also leads us into, Ilona and I had a chat about this yesterday, about discussing your period with your partner. So Mm. it's one thing to talk to my sister about it because we both have periods, we both are women, but then we should also realize that our partners, men, you know, should also, they should also know what's going on. They should also, mm-hmm. maybe not everything. They don't need to know every single detail. Yeah. But but just to have them know what's going on, what is happening with the cycle. I don't want to say it makes it easier, but it, it makes your relationship, I don't know, easier. Yeah, I think so. I think if we teach like our our sons you know if we teach kids like girls and boys about this obviously I mean I would go as in-depth with this as I would with a girl with my son but you know if you teach boys the basics it makes it like I said it makes it easier when one day you have a wife and then she has periods because you know what to expect it's not this foreign scary thing because just like when it happens to us as teenagers and we're like, what's happening? What's going on? Now you have a girlfriend and now that is what's happening to your boyfriend because he has a mother and he probably has a sister, but they're not talking to him about it. So he knows nothing about a period. So it, it makes it difficult. And then you feel, or you could feel, because it's a shameful thing, you have to hide your period from your boyfriend or partner or you know, you have to hide it. And it makes things awkward. And it's not, it's, it shouldn't be a thing that you have to hide from each other or pretend that doesn't exist. So I think it is as important, sorry, I think it's as important for men to know about periods as it is for women to know about it. I agree with two things that stand out, especially. The first one is being in a relationship. I mean, let's be honest accidents happen so sometimes it just does it maybe catches you you know when you had didn't expect it and you could have like a dirty sheet or you know so shit happens and when you haven't spoken to your partner or he doesn't expect this or he knows nothing he's so grossed up by periods it's awkward it's awkward having to get out of bed and change the sheets and wash them and do whatever and he's just horrified he's like ah yeah. And the other thing is when we talk to our boys. So obviously I don't want to say age appropriate, but when we educate our boys about this, just think about how much pressure we're taking off the girls. So we did mm. talk about, you know, being a teenager and going through this. And I mean, let's say by the age of 15, 16, 17, you're dating, you know, your boyfriend, you think it's true love forever. But then you have to hide this thing. And like I said, accidents and stuff happen. So when we teach our boys about this, how wonderful would that be if at that age they can deal with it? And if his girlfriend has an accident or if something happens, if she's uncomfortable, if she's going through PMS, if she has to run to the bathroom to change her tampon, he can be supportive. He can tell her, it's okay, don't worry, you know, I'll keep our friends busy. You quickly run off or mm. no, what, how much stress, how much, how much weight would our boys be taking from the girl's shoulders? You know, how, what a wonderful world that would be, you know, when, when girls yeah. and boys work together to deal with this, yeah. to put each other at ease and to support each other. I think that's, yeah. I think that's beautiful. I agree that you said so beautifully and I feel like, I feel like that about so many things that we are not teaching our kids. Like I feel exactly the same about sex, you know, about sex education. Like if everyone is just aware and knows the facts, it's just easier for all of us instead of having to hide things from each other or try and pretend that it doesn't exist. But it, it causes so much unnecessary stress. Just, educate everyone from a young age because then it'll be normal for everyone it'll be normal for a girl to have a period it'll be normal for a boy to know that girls have periods and need certain 
things. I don't want to say need things, but you know, they have, they have needs and they have insecurities and they, they're going through some shit, you know, mm. like once a month and boys know and they understand. Why is that a bad thing? Like, why are we not teaching our kids those things? I don't get it. But that was exactly bringing me back to the conversation I had. So when I made the comment and I was talking about how I felt, you know, I felt she dealt with that situation the right way. How she explained it, she was there because the girl didn't want her to go. She wanted to stay and, you know, walk her through the insertion thing, inserting the tampon thing. I think, and I said to her, I think you handled this really well, especially seeing that you are a stepmother. And I mean, she didn't expect, she wasn't prepared for this. I think she handled that well. But then I did make a comment and I said to her, I, I think the biggest problem with what's happening is not the pads, it's not the whatever else. It is the fact that you told her to keep it a secret, which equals shame. So you have told an 11-year-old girl to be ashamed of what she's going through. And then, but anyway, I put it in a very nice way and um, there was a whole discussion on that. And a, another lady commented on that and she said, Jo, but maybe what she means is that she shouldn't go and, you know, tell every Tom, Dick and Harry, every person who visits their house. I agree, you know, you don't need to tell everyone, mm-hmm. but boys do need to know. So I yeah. said that to her, I understand what you're saying. And for 11-year-old girl going around to the boys in her class saying, I'm, you know, having my period. That's not right. So maybe teach her how to handle that. But boys should know. Don't tell me boys shouldn't know about this. They should know about mm. this. I think another thing that, that bothers me about the conversation or the post that she made, like you said, a lot of people were freaking out because she gave the girl a tampon instead of pads. And... I mean, it might not be true, but I know a lot of women don't want to use uh, tampons because they have that the irrational fear. I'm going to call it irrational, but they have the irrational fear of it like, do you call it breaking your virginity, taking your virginity? Um, so that's, it's that whole thing about your hymen. You know, people are like, oh, but it's going to, you know, if you use a tampon, you're not going to be a virgin anymore because a tampon can tear your hymen, which is like the most bullshit form of showing you're a virgin. But I, I, I wonder how many of those women who are like, ah, oh, get her pants right now. I wonder how many women had that in mind. So mm. for a lot of them, they were probably thinking, oh my word, this you just helped this 11-year-old girl lose her virginity you know Mm. because you gave her a tampon Mm. and um i just want to tell y'all it's bullshit like (laughs) tampons tampons can tear your your hymen but so can horse riding and so can so many other activities that have nothing to do with anything going into your vagina there's so many things that can make happen some women are born without hymens. Like, it happens. You know, it's such a fragile piece of tissue that you have. And um, I actually I had to Google a bit more to get my, my terms and my facts straight. And uh, the one article I read, it, it, was, it was so nice. It's such an obvious thing, but it, it's just so nice. You know, it's your virginity is not connected to your hymen you know mm. virginity what they said is virginity is an emotional thing mm. like it has nothing to do with your hymen you know if it if you don't have one if it if you use a tampon and it tears your hymen if you have not had sex then you are a virgin and you can't let anyone tell you anything else because virginity is emotional so all these people freaking out about this 11 year girl 11 year old girl losing her virginity to this tampon it blows my mind that there are so many people out there that still Mm. believe this i'm glad because i also read an article about the hymen and i was thinking the same thing people are obviously freaking out about the tampons because of the virginity thing and it has been proven that your hymen has nothing to do with it. And like you said, 
virginity is an emotional thing. So I'm, I'm so glad you said that. But with the whole tampon and virginity thing, it is just recommended that depending on the age, you obviously use the correct size tampon. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't give like a super plus tampon to an 11-year-old girl. That's the mm-hmm. only thing you need to worry about. Like virginity yeah. got nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. I I think what it could be, like if someone said, you know, I don't feel comfortable teaching my daughter to put things up her vagina yet. Then fine. You know, that makes sense. Like I don't want to have my child I don't want I want her I don't want her to do that yet. Or, you know, I don't want her to experience that. Or, you know, she already she's already stressed about bleeding. I'm not gonna cause her more stress by telling her to use a tampon because that is stressful too. I was there. It is stressful. So yes, pads can be an easy way to ease into menstrual products and stuff. So if that was their argument, fair enough. Then I say yes. I would probably, if I ever have a daughter, I would probably start her on pads as well. But I would tell her that there are other options and how they work and how it differs from each other. Instead of just being like, well, you use tampon because otherwise you're not going to be a virgin anymore. So now, you know, now she's bleeding. She's told it's the secret. And now she's saying, okay, well, if you use a tampon, you're not a virgin. So it's like being triple shamed for something that you cannot control. <laughs> and I would, I mean, I obviously don't have a daughter, but if I ever do, the thing is, Every one of us, no matter, you know, if someone put like a whole tray of feminine products in front of me, you're going to have to experiment with it. I've experimented mm-hmm. with pads because that's what I started on. I experimented with tampons until I found, you know, what works for my flow. And then I moved over to the menstrual cup and I moved back to tampons. It's always an experiment. So I feel that if I ever have a daughter, I would have this conversation with her and I would mm-hmm. say, well, this is what you get. This is the pros and the cons. Now, you know, now it's up to her to experiment. So she might also start with pads and be uncomfortable and don't, you know, feel whatever she's going to feel and then move on to tampons or whatever. But I would make it clear. I would talk to her and I would say, well, this is, this is the options. The only thing is they don't recommend um, menstrual cups for younger girls because uh the sizes so it doesn't fit mm. the the vagina properly or something but um yeah. so there you go you know this is the options you have this is my experiences from them pros cons you as my child as a young girl experiencing this you're gonna have to suck it up and experiment until you find what works for your flow what works exactly exactly yeah yeah that's what that, that's why I said earlier, you know, that period apps and menstrual product education would have made my whole first couple of years of menstruating like such a big difference. So much easier. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> and there's another one. Um sorry, I know we have like kind of passed it. There's another one. It's a pad, but it's a reusable pad. So there's another option, ladies. So you actually, yeah, so I don't know how bulky it is. I haven't actually seen it. I've only heard of it, but it works like a regular pad. I don't know, you know, the um, absorbency that you get. I'm Mm -hmm. assuming you get different types or different, you know, levels of absorbency, but then you can just, um, it's washable. You can reuse it. It doesn't make the noise. So I don't know how you (laughs) onto your panties. But apparently that's getting really good reviews as well. So if you're an environmentalist and you're very concerned, you know, you like using pads, but you're concerned about the environment and landfills, um, that is an option. Easy to wash, easy to clean. And I don't know the cost, but there's another option. So you have, you have panties, you have pads, you have disposable pads, you have tampons, and you have a menstrual cup. And there's probably more stuff that we don't even know about, but yeah. it's there. I just want to. I just want to do a quick shout out. You know, maybe one day someone wants to sponsor this, but I highly recommend menstrual cups if it is something that works for you. 
like you said, it doesn't work for you because there are risks. But I have never been happier using my menstrual cup. Like, I, I it sounds silly, but I feel like my whole cycle, my whole period, I feel comfortable. I, it's amazing. I have no stress about it. Yeah, you, yeah, it it is amazing. I agree that the I used mine for about two or three years. And I loved it. It was a bit messy taking it out and then having to clean it and put it back. Um, especially if you're not like close to the basin, you know, where you can rinse it. That was a bit of a thing to adjust to, but it was so comfortable and it was so, you don't have to stress about it. You don't have to stress about, uh, stress about TSS. You don't, you know, you can wear it for longer. And then I also recently found out that it's perfectly safe to have sex with it in. So if we do our, we might do an episode on period sex. There you go. You can have period sex without all the like gross stuff going on if you have your mm. menstrual cup in. I haven't tried yeah. it, but you can. Yeah, I can't imagine because it kind of sticks out like a tampon. So I can't imagine that it would feel nice for the guy. But um I don't think it's supposed to stick that. out. Why why is yours sticking out? Like you don't you don't push it up all the way in. <gasps> Oh, you have one of those silicone cups. Yes. I yes. used to. I used to have one that it ha- it has the silicone lining that you kind of push mm-hmm. and then put into your um, vagina, and it, it it lines your vagina or like your pubic yeah. bone. <laughs> but mm-hmm. the cup part was a very thin, almost like plastic, like silicone. So uh, okay. yeah, it, it wasn't hard. It was. Yeah, yeah. So I'll actually show you mine sometime. But it was it was more like a baggy with a, mm. a hard like um, brim, and not not. Yeah. I know the one you use. It's it's like the whole. Mm. It looks like a funnel yeah. almost. It it literally looks like a little cup, like a yeah. little shot glass almost, with a little silicone yeah. pulley part. <laughs> so yours might be neater to take out as well. Like yours shouldn't be as messy. It is, like like you said, like it does. It can get a bit messy depending on how heavy your flow is. But, I mean, you literally take it out, you dump the blood into the toilet, and then you take a tissue and then you just wipe it, and then you can just put it back in. If you're not close to a basin, you can't wash it. I mean, it's very easy to clean like that. Like, it's Mm. so easy. It is, yeah. Like, I was very nervous because obviously you have to put your fingers up your vagina to get that little pudgy part. Um, but I mean, you wipe your hand with a tissue and then you wash your hands and then you're good to go. Mm. So it, it gets, it takes some time to get used to, but it's not as gross as I'm making it sound. Mm. No, definitely. <laughs> it's actually even, very cool. Yeah. So even when I said bit messy, it is, but it's, it's not like the end of the world. I guess mine is just a little bit more messy because of the little baggy, mm. like the design of yeah. it. So I actually have to really get in there and like hook the the rim so i have to hook yeah. it and pull it out i yeah. see that sounds a lot more messy yeah okay well see educated i didn't even know that existed <laughs> <laughs> you get them at um, pharmacies like this game and clicks so when i started a menstrual cap that was like the most common option available like I don't even think I've ever seen like the one you use. I've seen it, but I don't think I've ever like noticed it on the shelves. So yeah, I just kind of use that. The really common one. So, and you only use it like for three months, then you have to replace it. So it's not like a forever one. Uh, Yeah. See, because mine is, I think it comes with like a 10 year guarantee. Like it lasts forever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's really nice i really like mine i've never seen mine in like a disc game or something um i ordered mine online so yeah and after you get different sizes i think they have like two different sizes i think they have like a a regular and a large or something like that Mm. um and like i said i bleed a lot but i use the regular one so even the regular one works perfectly for me so it, it's it's very it's very convenient and it is nice and it's it's really a life changer. It sounds so dramatic when I say that, but my period has never been this chill. Yeah. Ever. So yeah. 
No, I agree. But then everyone will, you know, have their own thing. Have their own preference. Have their yeah. own preference. Yeah. The, the thing is just to to know what is out there and try things until you're comfortable. I think that is the most important part of your period, you know, and your whole journey with your body. It's just, you know, finding whatever makes you comfortable. Yeah, and I mean, it, it makes it, it, I think we're kind of winding down and I think it makes a nice full circle now. It just, you know, if you know what works for you and you know what to expect, it just makes it easier to talk about it mm. to someone else, especially young girls who don't know. So yeah, it, it it helps. It helps to know what what what's out there, what works for you, how it works, so that you can educate the next generation of menzy frenzies. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I think that is about it. I think the biggest message we had, like Elena said, is just it's a normal thing. It's a natural thing. We should empower ourselves our friends our sisters our daughters to have open conversations about this to not be ashamed of it and just to go with the flow (laughs) (laughs) so that's it from us we'll see you again next week thank you for tuning in thank you ladies i hope you have the best friday or whenever you're listening to this we'll see you next time Bye. Bye. <laughs>